Oh, my goodness. Is that a first time go? That's the first time that it has ever happened. <clears throat> Welcome, sir. Thank you. Hello there. Hello there. How are you? Not too bad. Cannot get the, the laptop to turn on. So I, I don't know how the you know not researching things is going to work. Since we don't research as we are recording this. Definitely not. We've never done that. Not even once. Oh, definitely not. We know all this off the top of our head. <laughs> That's what the people come to us for. Exactly. This is just off the top, off the cuff, Star Wars, just brilliance. <laughs> the factual, just knowing everything there is to know about this show. I was going to keep, and also this, uh, this podcast is currently being brought to you by Three Howls, Navy Strength Gin. Is that an actual United States Navy sponsored gin? No, no. Navy Navy strength just means more alcoholic. Oh, they okay. higher proof. Gotcha. Means the political commentary slash snark will come faster and furiouser. Well, yeah. This this was not a great week for. It's a it's a tough week for uh, just the world. Yeah. RBG. Yeah. Rip. Rest in peace, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That was uh, not how I wanted to start my weekend. I will say. So, it was. It was not. That's not not what I was shooting for. And on that cheerful note, welcome to House of Nerd, uh, your one-stop shop for. Well, Do frankly, we frankly, I I don't really know what your world. We are your one-stop shop for, but we are... Um, it is the one-stop shop for two guys telling everyone what our opinion is. You know what? Yes, I've heard about it. it. It's, it's one-stop shopping for Star Wars Rebels brilliance. Let's, let's put it that way. Yes. Um, this is the weekly podcast where the snark and the, the scholar, um, otherwise known as Anthony and Ben, uh, we get together and we vent at each other. Um, <laughs> today is what is today's date Jeez. I know. It, today is september 19th yes wow. this year is flying by that's because um, it's all been one solid day yeah lord have mercy bill, bill murray has nothing on 2020 yeah. you know that 2020 that's a very that's a very apt analogy 2020 is the movie groundhog day like it we is are, palm springs also a delightful movie. Did you did you end up watching that? We did. It was it was quite nice. Totally okay. Star Wars related. But it was it was like a I don't know, I would say a snarkier version, if that's possible, of Groundhog Day. We saw you know, Kristen hasn't seen How I Met Your Mother. So when I saw uh, I think her name was Kristen Bellotti, um was in that, I was like, Oh my god, that's the mother. Indeed. She's like, What are you talking about? And it's like, we need to watch How I Met Your Mother. Um, because it's, but when we, if we do this on the podcast and we're watching it and doing that kind of thing that we will stop with the cupcake girl, because let's be real. That's where it should have ended. I mean, just, just because we're going down the, how I met your mother rabbit hole. It was blatantly obvious from like episode one that he was going to end up with Robin. Um, he should have ended up with, what is her name? I think her name was Vanessa, Victoria, something like that. 
something that's like why that. I said German cupcake girl because yeah. her name. I liked her. She seemed she seemed like a good fit. That would have been a perfect ending. You know, it was not a perfect ending. Uh, cancer in three seconds after eight years of waiting for this bullshit. Now, like, hey, you get three seconds of screen time, then we're gonna kill you off, so he can go give a blue trombone or blue French horn to someone who's married. Or oh my god! His Barney was the perfect compliment to, to Rob. So. Peek behind the curtain. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, but Anthony and I lived together in college. We were roommates. Um, this was a show, How I Met Your Mother, um, turn of the century, like 2006, 2007, something like that. Uh, we used to watch this. We would watch this with Anthony's um, wife, who was at the time his girlfriend. Um, and we used to get... I remember we would get so mad or have these like 20 minute discussions after the ep- We were podcasting in our apartment before podcasting was a thing about the episode of yes. How I Met Your Mother. Um, that is that is exactly what we're doing. It was non-recorded podcast. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was God, that was like 10 years ago, man. We're getting old. That is horrifying. We are getting old. But you guys did not get together and join uh, join our podcast and listen to us talk about how old you are or how old we are. Um, Thanks. Appreciate that. Or how I met your mother. You didn't join us for that either. This is for rebels. This is just bonus content. Uh, yes. You're here to listen episode, to uh, 7.5. This is. This is episode 7.5. Um, and for those of you who are returning listeners, you got a little, uh, a little bonus last week. Um, we released our first our first kill count episode um, where we uh, took a little uh, intercept of the Imperial Holonet um, and we got a report about some deaths that were occurring on Lothal. Um, I gotta be honest with you, Anthony. Way back in episode one and two. Yeah. The people ate that up. That was very, that was a highly downloaded or listened to episode. It was only like a really total of <laughs> it was a two half long. Yeah. It was a two minute episode, but people, we had 13 listens to that, um, which, listen, mm. that's a lot for us, y'all. We, are, we I was thrilled. Over 10 is delightful. I was thrilled with that. Um, that was the people have mi- missed the be- the like, least downloaded episode is like the best one. Yeah, that that's on people. Go back, listen to it. It's okay. The right, I, I will admit right now, my my favorite episode that we've done is Rise of a Deceased Master, um, which we re- yeah. released on September 4th. Um, that is still our, our least downloaded episode, but um, you know what? Yes, that one's gold. That's what back catalog episodes are for. Um, so some someday someone is going to stumble across this feed and, and really enjoy listening to these these episodes. In when we're living in our in our mansions. <laughs> they'll look back at that and then we'll get canceled yeah it'll happen it's gonna happen to all <laughs> of us but one one last thing uh before we get started one little one little vent um just speaking of canceled you reminded me um facebook love it um we have a neighbor who we have like a like a neighborhood i don't know do you have the next door app do you guys do indeed we go on for the just ridiculous drama. We have a particular neighbor who um, is, let's just call him Douche McGee, um, who mm-hmm. loves to just incite and cause problems. And, you know, as, as we're recording this, um, 
Ruth Bader, just the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away um, last evening. Um, so regardless of your political feelings, um, you know, a good a good American who fought for what she believed was right. Um, you know, and, and I know obviously we come at this from a certain perspective and you may not agree with that, but it's Obi-Wan set us up for it. Yeah. This is how we learn from a certain perspective, from a certain perspective. Um, but our, our our friendly neighborhood douche McGee took it upon himself to post some rather inflammatory things about how it was good that, that a person had died and it just sort of, I, I would, as I guess the kids would say, became triggered. Um, and Kristen had to take my phone away from me because the things I was saying um, would have indeed gotten me canceled. Um, but today, um, Douche McGee took his ranting to Facebook where he was promptly told uh, not here and he was canceled out of the Facebook group or, or kicked out of the Facebook group. So he created a fake Facebook account. I've never seen someone get so angry over. That's fake Facebook account. Yeah. Dude, like, that is dedication. He created like a fake Facebook account to reference himself. And it, it was just, you know, adults acting like children. Um, so all of that is, is that to say. Attitude reflects leadership. Attitude does indeed reflect leadership, Captain. Um, but anyways, we're 10 minutes in. We haven't talked about Star Wars yet. Um, we did cover How I Met Your Mother, though, and our feelings on that. So that's bonus true. <laughs> well, this week, Anthony, we're, we are covering potentially, we just crossed the, uh, the midway point of the season. We're covering the best episode that we've watched so far. Um, Episode eight, season one, um, entitled Empire Day, um, is written by Henry Gilroy, directed by Stephen G. Lee. You might recognize that name. Stephen has directed several episodes of Rebel season one. <clears throat> um, and this was released uh, originally on Disney XD on November 17th of 2014, um, making this, this episode is almost six years old. Um, so, as you know, here on Star Wars Rebels, we are a recap podcast, so there will be spoilers if you have not yet watched this episode. Um, we are going to talk literally about everything. Um, so if you haven't watched the episode, now would be a great time to go turn it off and go watch the episode. Um, on- or just enjoy the spoilers and remember our delightful commentary as you are watching these episodes. That's, hey, that's, that's another option, truthfully. Um, but you do you. This week, Anthony, um, I've watched this episode three times, and I cannot get enough of, of Empire Day. This is this is a great episode of TV. It feels very cinematic. It, it this like, not just a TV show. Like this feels like it should be a movie. This or it could easily be fleshed out. I and I know we've talked about this before. With you know, the series is starting to have great moments. Um, but leaving leaving out of last week, you know, we and I, I still I enjoyed last week's episode, um, but it still felt like a bottle episode um, where you know we got characters on a on an asteroid, um, you know, we just so happened to have some supplies that were left out for them. There's some, you know, I think we called them. I think they were Frynox last week um, that were trying to kill us. They were the Minox cousins. That's that, true. You know, no relation, but. This week, 
this is this is like a Star Wars novel condensed into twenty minutes. Um, this felt like the old EU. This felt like, you know, this is like a Kevin J. Anderson, like Children of the Jedi. Like this was a big, great episode of TV. So let's let's dive into it. Um, so uh, the episode starts um, with Kanan and Ezra out in the flats um, on Lothal, but they're near a town called Jothal. Um, so just a very clever name. Quick aside: whoever names My- the cities in, in Lothal. Not the most creative person on the planet, um, or in the galaxy. Christ, fuck that lady. <laughs> um, so, Kanan and, Je- and and Ezra are out in the flats, um, just kind of hanging out, and it appears that Kanan is is trying to teach Ezra um, about you know the Force. Like uh, this is the, if you've watched anything Star Wars, ever heard anybody talk about Star Wars, this is the. The Force is a living, breathing entity. It connects all I, I of us. Sorry, say that again. The, the I am one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is kind of that moment. This this was the first time, though, in this series. Um, you know, I, we've seen Kanan teaching Ezra about focusing before, but this was cool. I mean, and then and we get the introduction of a new character um, that we haven't seen First before. appearance. We get a Lothcat. Um, creepy little bastard. <laughs> like, I they remain creepy too. I like, they creep me. A loft cat is, I'm gonna say, like three parts stray feral, like Maine Coon cat, and one part Chihuahua. Um, this thing. There's a lot of Chihuahua in the Star Wars universe. This thing is vicious. Um, it really is. <laughs> I love how he teaches him to like bond with other creatures by pelting it with a rock. I was gonna say, to be fair, I'd be pretty vicious too if you threw a rock at my head. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> um, best you've got an abandoned vista, and you pick the one spot where you throw a rock where you're gonna hit something in the head. Um, <laughs> you know, you would think, you know, using the force and all, we're about to tell, you know, teach about being one with the force. You maybe don't hit. A sentient being in the head, but yeah, piss it off so you can calm it down. It's good training. So I, I, I thought this was cool. I mean, but we've we, we've not seen Kanan teach Ezra this before, so I know this has been done a lot, right? Like this, this is you know Yoda, Luke, uh, you know Luke. Uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on her. Yeah, Yoda, Yoda, smack Luke around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Help him feel one with the force by hitting him in the head with a stick. But Luke was like around with all his stuff. Luke was actively wanting it. That's like going to a dominatrix and asking to be hit versus just like some person coming up to you on the street and whipping you. Like there's a difference, you know? Like that is a that is a rough mental image to now have for everybody. <laughs> You're welcome. Luke Skywalker going to Yoda as a dominatrix. <laughs> Holy God. <laughs> Happy, happy episode, everyone. (laughs) I don't know why that came out of my mouth, but that'll be what gets me canceled right there. Well, 14 14 listeners, it's been a fun run. (laughs) We we might edit that bit out. Um, Or or we'll leave it. Or will it be the episode title? That sounds like a good episode title. (laughs) Yoda as a dominatrix. Yoda the dominatrix. (laughs) 
Like, what does this have to do with Rebels? Just listen. Just, like, just, so if, if this doesn't get you to listen, nothing will. <laughs> I mean, just out of pure morbid curiosity. You know, that is going to be the episode title. We are writing <laughs> that down. Yoda, the Dominatrix. Nailed it. Why are you guys listening to us talk about feel those? That's why. That also, please feel free to tweet us and let us know <laughs> if you approve of these episode titles, or if you have better ideas. Literally about anything. We can dial it back a little bit if this is at Nerd House Stuff. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. That's the only one I remember, and I I'm not even on Twitter. Yeah, I, I most of them. I saw that you did tweet this week. I was I was pleased to see that you used the Twitter. I have I have tweeted. This is the second most tweeting I have done for anything. Well, the performance dude for the Warrior Games. I, I tweeted a lot. I remember that. Yeah, those are those are cool tweets. That's this might be something we talk about at some point. That's really cool when you did that. I enjoyed it. It's one of the best, most fulfilling work experiences. So back to Star Wars again. <laughs> I get the feeling this is going to be we're back. this is going to be a very tangenty episode. Um, so we we as Ezra and and Kanan are standing out in the field. We learn of something called Empire Day. Um, that you know Ezra tells him, "Hey, I've always I always have a bad day because not only is it Empire Day, but it's his freaking birthday." Um, right. We do have an official age now. Yes, that is true. Because- he is just able to drive in the American universe. It makes a little bit more sense now. He makes more sense as a sixteen or fifteen-year-old, honestly. Yeah, um, it makes sense why he's frustrated enough to our little budding homicidal maniac wants to just murder the loath cat when it doesn't immediately agree with him. <laughs> and he's already in a bad mood because it's his birthday. Nobody knows. No one remembered. No presents. He has no family. So, like, I get that. Um, so, at the end cap of our of our episode, our the start of our episode here is uh, we see three TIE fighters fly over um, and the Loath Cat, which was Kanan had taught to be cuddly and calm and nice. Um, you know, that's not... That's how I feel when I hear Freddie Prince Jr.'s voice as well. <laughs> the Loath Cat does not appreciate Hold me. The, uh, the TIE fighters. Fun fact, uh, my cats like the Loath Cat. Um, this, this got the attention of Milo. <laughs> um, so Milo was... Very interested in, in the squishy on TV, so thankfully he he did not destroy our TV watching this. That would have been uh, that's that's nice. That's the opposite reaction that I had. Stan was like, "You can go straight to hell," but that might not have been the loath cat. That might have been my child screaming. That's I watch this. That might be more what she was upset with. That's possible. That's Maybe. very possible. We'll never know. Uh, so we're back from the awesome, uh, you know opening titles the new shortened title that is true that is you might see something like that appear um on some of our episodes moving forward since uh (laughs) last week i got some very very nice feedback from one of our co-hosts on this uh, show about how long the uh, we got feedback we we did get feedback this week um what yes we got some feedback from you and from someone else about the opening intro so um so awesome. We'll have to cover that at the outro. We will. We will indeed. That's what they call a tease. Um Ooh. as it were. So we come back, those TIE fighters that were flying over Canaan and Ezra out in the field, they land in the town of Jothal, which again I'm going to say is the lamest name um for a city on the planet Lothal. Um 
but we we enter into a cantina or, or some sort of a bar. Um, did you catch on the outside of that bar? I, I had to go back and look this up, but that, that sure looks like the, the front of a gunship, uh, like a Clone Wars gunship on the outside of that um on the outside of that bar. Doesn't it? It does indeed. That was which is pretty cool. It's really it's a nice little touch. It's like we've been talking about another little Easter egg where they're like, hey, remember Star Wars Clone Wars? We did that too. So we could This has got me like super pumped for squadrons just seeing all these ships i know and i I was not i was not that pumped before but i am getting rapidly more pumped did you happen to speaking of did did you happen to see the video this week that squadrons put out about the um i have not gotten to see anything except literally this episode of television Uh, okay it is it is a it is the time when my child has decided that she wants to scream when she is put down <laughs> scream when she is held however put her down it's louder Ooh, yeah you... yeah it's a whole new pitch <laughs> so this is this is literally it and i had like i had to like help pacifier a little bit so so i could hear those words <laughs> <laughs> okay well well i'll we'll tweet out a link on um on our Twitter later, but uh, Star Wars Squadrons released in a little, it's like a four minute long video. It's like a, it's like a cutscene to Squadrons essentially, but it serves as a kind of like a mini movie. Um, it's about an Imperial uh, interceptor pilot who's fighting at a battle. Um, and he's, you know, it, it's told from his perspective of a space battle and I don't want to give too much away, but it is phenomenal. Um, the, just the, the screen work and you know, I try not to get too worked up and too excited about cutscenes um, because you can make anything look great with CGI. But this this looks like Star Wars Rogue Squadron, what it should have been um, with you know. Oh wow, that's a that's that is high praise because Star Wars Rogue Squadron is like a gold standard of Star Wars games. When I turned, I think I was ten or twelve. That was my birthday. We don't. My parents rented me a Nintendo 64 for a week from Best Buy or from Blockbuster. I was going to say, from what defunct movie rental place? <laughs> from Blockbuster. Indeed. We are that old. Uh, I am that old. Um, I still have my Blockbuster card. Do you really? I do. You know, there's still a, a working Blockbuster like out in Alaska or something like that. Yeah. There's like, there's there's one left, and I think it's more of a joke than anything else. Anyway, for those of you who are too young to remember, <laughs> Blockbuster was Netflix before block, before Netflix existed. You used to have to walk into a store, get in the car, and drive to. When we hope and pray that it was behind the cover of it that you actually had the actual disc there. That was our Friday. That was our like, hey, you didn't get in trouble for school. You did all your homework. We get Pizza Hut pizza because of the Book It program. Right, the, the Book It. You had to read. Oh my god. You got little tiny pizzas, mm-hmm. and you got to go to Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Unless you were me, I just read and I just got in a lot of trouble. So, <laughs> not a whole lot of Blockbuster as a reward there. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Star Wars. Jeez, uh, we're twenty five minutes in. We've covered <laughs> two minutes of actual screen time. It's going to be a good one tonight. We should put like like episode like timestamps for when the actual Star Wars talk is and just be like, hey y'all, you can fast forward to this timestamp. We're just rambling until then about nonsense. Yep. And then just 
skip over to that if you just want to hear the Star Wars stuff. We're going to start. We're, you know what? We're going to start putting in timestamps starting next <laughs> week so people can kind of. I'm like, we're, we're seven episodes in. I feel like the people know what they're getting. Yeah, you know, and this will be the last time I do this because we, we are 24, 25 minutes in. Um, <laughs> but I think at this point, the people that are with us, I think you guys realize, like, you come for for the talk and you come for the star Wars member, you know, that's what, that's a sign to me of when I enjoy a podcast is when you can just kind of sit back and, and you feel like you're eavesdropping on someone else's conversation because that's what you're doing. That's literally what's happening right here. Um, but we're occasionally breaking the fourth wall, but we're really just having a conversation. We're, we're just really glad you guys are along for the ride. Um, so back to the star Wars. Um, so in the head tie pilots, the tie pilots who, uh, this this interaction was freaking hysterical. Um, so they come into the they come into the bar and they're looking for a Rodian, um, someone who Ezra. It's not who Ezra knows, but the the uh, the Rodian who's in the room. His name is Sibo. Um, so he was a friend of Ezra's family back when Ezra had a family, um, which is really dark to to think if you think too hard about it. Uh, but these yeah. these tie fighter fighter pilots are looking for someone, and they get pissy um, at the bar owner because they don't have on the imperial broadcast of Empire Day. Um, so apparently, it's a law that you have to broadcast Empire Day. Very very North Korea. It is like watching this back. I'm just like, oh my god, this is like what if America and North Korea had a baby? It it really does feel. It feels very heavy-handed commentary truthfully um just it is. this is literally how north korea runs their country you, like you have to have that political brainwashing on all the time it's kind of like how we treat fox news here that's true that's true but we learned that today is the 15th anniversary of empire day so now we have an official timeline um that we are 15 years post uh revenge of the sith um, which I still say is a fantastic prequel, one of the best. Glorious Emperor. Yes. I'm it. pretty sure our current glorious leader like watched Star Wars and was like, I want to do that. I think he watched Star Wars and House of Cards and decided, yeah. I want to be president. Um, just like just the Emperor Palpatine take over. He was like, no, nah, not any of the, like, the actual helping rebel stuff. No, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to shoot lightning at people. <sighs> Anyways. But um... <laughs> bring, bring me back. Bring it back in. <laughs> but the the pilots, uh, you know, the pilots confronting the the bar owner, um, which was a nice little touch to see a hammerhead um, as an alien. Um, I've always called him the hammerhead species. I'm I'm sure they have an official name. Um, he is an Ithorian. Ah, they do have an official name. They do indeed have official name. Um, but the hammerhead and and he's hey, you've got to put this broadcast on, and the the bar owner says, well, nobody wants to watch that. Um, but you have to. It's the law. So he puts it on, and mm-hmm. who, who do we see interrupt um, almost immediately? Um, but it's our good old buddy, um, Gail Travis, the senator in exile, um, who interrupts and is imploring people to boycott the Empire Day celebrations, which this is a nice callback to me. You know, it's, it's kind of like seeing you know, Governor Price or, like, Agent Callis. These are char- I mean, they're making it obvious that these are characters that we're going to see repeatedly. Well, we, we haven't seen Governor Price yet. Forget that part. Um, so we will see. Governor there, Price. there is a report of Governor Price because of the military parade that you know dictators love. This is what happens when you watch ahead a little bit. 
Um, a little bit. Don't do that if you're a podcasting tip. for. We warned you there would be spoilers. For, for future. Um, but we do see, um, you know, we've, we've seen a couple of recurring characters. I, I appreciate that Gail Travis is making his way back. Um, so, as Anthony mentioned, we, we get a report that there's going to be a parade um, in the capital city of Lothal, which I'm frankly surprised is not called like Bothal or, or Lothal Jr. Um, but I think it's just called just called capital city <laughs> i mean another really really good name like they ran out of names for the outer rim they're like yeah fuck it just call it what is the capital city do you just call it capital city who cares it, it we'll just call it city city egg um but the 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 tie pilot tells the bartender he needs to turn off the the broadcast immediately after telling him to turn it on and the the bartender says well i can't it's the law that it has to be on and which I heard as get fucked. Yeah. But which made me happy. Basically. Um, and, and the, the Thai pilot just sort of gives up and says, fuck it. You're not worth it. And just says, we're leaving. Um, which I thought that was a great bit of writing, truthfully, just to kind of out logic an idiot, um, which. Because those guys were just dicks. <laughs> they appear to be just assholes. Um, so our, our bartender, um, who is named Old Joe. Um, reminder, again, we are on the planet Jothal. So I'm wondering if old Joe actually named Jothal. Um, Maybe it's his place. It, it, the city of Jothal is named after Joe, um, which kind of cool if you get to do that. Um, but uh, it's a really popular bar in that city. Bartender. The, the guy who owns the bar. Damn. He's, that is definitely like Cheers. He's he's pretty important in this little city or this little encampment. Um, but Joe, they're miserable. They gotta drink their drink this nonsense away. Drink their fucking sorrows. But um, so Joe tells Kanan, um, Kanan and Ezra and the Spectres who are all in the bar at this point because what else do you do on Jothal? Um, but he tells him that hey, there's a military parade today by order of Governor Price. Um, there is one one tiny thing that I really like when they walk in, and Kanan or Kanan has to stop Ezra from raising his stupid little wrist rocket and shooting people. Like, dude, <laughs> stop it! You are stop. annoying. That is useless. Like, what are you? It's like just you're you're gonna shoot a spitball at the Tie Pilots. What what is that gonna accomplish? It's just gonna piss them off, and they're gonna look at you and go, "Hey." Aren't we looking for you? Yeah. I know Callus doesn't know who the hell you are, obviously. But come on, man. He's like, not now. Only if we have to. Only if we have to what? Like, annoy them? Like, <laughs> I was like, so irritated. I'm like, need a gib slap on that kid. Yeah. Oh, nice callback. I like that. A little NCIS reference. There you go. Um, When that show used to be good. Yeah, years and years ago. That's another. Mm-hmm. First eight seasons of it. You could podcast. You could make a career out of podcasting on NCIS episodes. Just turn it on and say the same thing week and week, week after week after week. But, um, so Joe tells Kanan that the space court is on lockdown, um, and that they, you know, basically, I took this as a warning of, hey, you might not want to start crap right now because this is like their big, this is this is Empire Day. It's like their Fourth of July. Um, if you know, Fourth of yeah. July was a horrible day. Uh, yeah, what if Fourth of July was run by a dictator? Basically, you know, like May Day used to be in the USSR. Um, 
<laughs> or like Fourth of July is now here. Kind of. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna do that, but damn it, I was already, I was already hinting at it. Damn it, Anthony, that makes me sad. It it does. <sighs> I mean, I'm like, wait, who had the idea of the imperial of the military parade first? The current <laughs> regime, or Star Wars, or every other dictator? Anyway, hey. and we're back. <laughs> no, we've never really. I'll believe myself. We've never, we never really left, and that's okay. But um, so, Kanan, I mean, I mean, the, the inference is heavy here. It's Empire Day. Our our, our crew isn't around to, to, to like join in and watch the fireworks. They're gonna screw screw with the Empire on on Empire Day. Um, but this is where we learn that, or we start to get an idea of why. Ezra is so bothered by Empire Day. Um, he takes off. Uh, he goes and enters his old home, which is kind of a callback to episode one and two. Um, and he gets his first Force vision, um, which was interesting timing for this to happen. I, I, I didn't really feel... The first one we've seen. He may have had them before. I didn't really feel like this was earned, truthfully. like It was just kind of like he's sulking, he's 15, and Force powers. Like... You know, he's he's hinted at having force powers before, but um, I don't know. It, it, it felt convenient that we... Kid has, kid has a lightsaber and is jumping around roofs. Like, he, he's got he's got some force power. They're training him to be a Jedi. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just... Every other time he's been trained with the force or he's been involved with anything force related, it's been comedy, right? Like, he's on the ghost when he's learning how to to block the shit that the chopper's swinging at him. He didn't hit anything. He's missing everything. You know, Kanan... He did crush some of those rocks that Kanan threw at him when the the Field of Dreams moment. Yeah, but I mean, even the beginning of this episode where Kanan's like, hey, reach out, become one with the Force, he can't do it. Which, admittedly... He helped him out lifting that door to escape. Like there's there's some force there's some force work going on here. This is a little while after, mm-hmm. so I can only assume he's had more training. Yeah, to be fair, you're right. You're right. I I don't know. It just it didn't feel. It felt kind of forced to me, truthfully. Whatever. I mean, I I was cool. It was cool to see <laughs> that Kanan has parents. He knows who they are. Like that. This is the first time I can remember really getting a lot of information about his background. Um, yeah. like the fact that he's not just some random orphan who, you know, we just get plopped in and at the very end of the story we find out, oh no, they're related to a major character. Shout out uh, to Ray. Um Yeah, turns out turns out Ezra's Obi Wan's like grandson. It's gonna be some nonsense. Get out of here. It's a galaxy of like billions of people. Not everybody's fucking related. Moving on. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Freaking Skywalkers. That was the, that's the whole point of what makes this great is that it's not about the fucking Skywalkers and Palpatines and exactly. Kenobis and Solos and fucking seven families that rule all everything. This isn't Game of Thrones. Like, this isn't America. Other people, I mean, other people matter here. Um, do do they? Rockefeller, Kennedy. Anyway, you know, I, I don't know. it still it still works. It seems consistent. I mean, they. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're approaching this all wrong. They say that good TV is TV that if you remove. I heard somebody actually saying this week that good sci-fi TV is TV that if you remove the sci-fi element, is the story still works and it's just basically, it's a, it's a device to get you where you're going. Um, so that was amazing. Yeah, that's. I will admit 
this, this story does hold water um, and it does definitely you don't need to have the stormtroopers here for this to be a great story this particular episode but uh, moving on um, so where we leave off you know we, we realize or Ezra realize realizes why the Empire is searching for um, the particular Rodian who he knows um, again remember this Rodian knew his family before um, before all of this so we, we kind of move forward a little bit in the story. We're now, we've moved to that evening. Um, we've got the Grand Parade, or where the Empire, you know, Grand for Lothal, I guess, and this, this you know, Spectre. But Lothal is having its massive parade um, for Empire Day. And uh, we do see Minister Tua, who you'll remember from a few episodes ago, um, where she got outsmarted by um, Sabine, who told her the wrong number on that awesome alien language. Um, so again, another wow. idiot that's placed in charge of some things um, that's in charge of this parade. Uh, and Commandant Oresco is here as well, um, where they're talking about the parade. They want it to be massive. They want it to be a, a giant display of the empire. Uh, again, this is all very like, and, and you got to remember in 2014, Anthony, we didn't have, United States was the United States wasn't doing this sort of stuff. This was like a hundred percent like USSR, North Korea, North Korea. Yeah, Iran, like those places were yeah. having their, you know, massive. That was it was it was thinly veiled uh, criticism of the how our current budding dictator wants to run things. They just didn't realize how ahead of their time they were at that point. Right. Um, yeah. This is. I mean, it may be a long time ago. But it is still coming up in the future. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, Commandant uh, Oresco <laughs> makes a comment about this being a spectacle. He is a hundred percent fucking right um, about this being a spectacle. This is the bread and cheeses, right? Like this to me, kind of rang of like the old, the Roman parades of you know distract people, make them think about something else, not about what's actually happening, and they'll be you know they'll buy in and, and take the cheese as it were um, and want to want to, I guess, conform to the empire um, is what they're going for here. But um, I, I think there is, there is one other character that, that we have seen before that is present in this. Oh, in this, yes. Yes. Uh, back from his trip to the back to tank after taking a you know, 80 to 200 foot fall out of the top of a TIE fighter. Uh, <laughs> Seems like they've seen fit to give him a new TIE fighter. Uh, so Baron Valen Rudor has uh, reappeared. Uh, no worse for the wear, apparently, after getting just just wrecked by Zeb. <laughs> and his TIE fighter stolen. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to give this guy a new one. An even better one. That's true. Is strange. When you see this TIE advance for the first time, I'm like, did you, did you think that this was like a better version of the TIE advance that we saw years later that Vader is flying it, like that one's got very it's very angular it's very like the was it elon musk's truck kind of look compared to the sleek nice rounded wings like that it looks it looks like pretty sweet i i will admit it's got the rounded wings so basically all they did for this was they rounded the the wings kind of like what an interceptor's wings look like um just yeah, but less blocky yeah i mean it was cool it it looks it looks more advanced than the more advanced stuff 
So that's that's what Minister Tua is is presenting here is like, hey, look at this. This is the new weapon we have. Um, and and Baron, Baron Rudor is there to kind of show off, um, I guess. I don't really understand why he's a Baron or, or, you know, why he's important here other than the fact that he just seems to be some rich guy who's decently... Everyone needs a, he needs a backstory in Star Wars, except for apparently the poor little cadet from last last couple episodes yeah that's that was useless and did not did not need to be seen ever again even though he was the literal only recruit that made it through that actually was for the empire anyway (laughs) he's he's gonna end up getting shot by finn yeah that's that's how he dies that's why it's important that must be the bloody stormtrooper it's him that's it all ties together the connection it's official there you go official canon you heard it here first Hot take. Put it on Wikipedia. It's, make it. So. It is now officially House of Nerds canon that he <laughs> survived for like sixty years as a stormtrooper just because he was that freaking tough. Um, so we have our plot under the radar because he came in fourth and everything. Really? It's a good strategy. You're not first. Yeah. I mean, people. Hey, first, you're not last. Nobody knows who you are. You just hang out. You're decently good at what you do, but just <laughs> just good enough to not be. You know, hey, why are you winning every freaking challenge? Uh, that's how you get. Kids. <laughs> that that's true. That's true. We have our plot device now. Um, so the specters want to blow up this tight advance, which. Any reasonable, like reasonably good military, this isn't going to do anything, right? Like, I, I, I want they to ask you about this. They have the plans for this. They know how to make another one. So, what, what do they possibly get by blowing up this, this, you know, new prototype? I guess. To be fair, they're they're kind of terrorists, so they get the whole like fear thing, and making a statement like, "Oh, hey, we've destroyed your brand new, like shiny thing." And those things are expensive. I think of like regular military aircraft are in like the millions per. It's like this little tiny shitty backwater planet. Like, I mean, that's a that's a dent in the military budget for that place. Like this whole parade is organized to show you this one new tie advance that they have, and they're like, "Yeah, watch this. I got, I got a couple thermal detonators for you. We're gonna blow the shit and or Zeb, which we'll see soon." Yeah, this this was cool. I liked I liked what happens next, um, where we you know Zeb, Zeb and Sabine are throw fireworks up, which fools even the Imperial. Um, <laughs> hold, hold this, hold this. I don't think it fooled them. Not the guy who was in charge, but he's like, I'm not going to deny credit for this. That wait, they like it. Okay, maybe I'll get a medal. Maybe I'll get something shiny, like a little bit of ribbon. <laughs> Mr. Another... Pat will come down. He'll do anything for a bit of ribbon. I, I'll do my. I get another pip on my uh, my board on my shirt here. Um, that... Yeah, it's like I'm not going to say anything. If I say I didn't do it, then that's bad questions about what I'm doing here. So, so Kanan, while everybody also has a good arm, I would like to point out, like that's a that's a solid toss. Like him and Chopper must must play catch. And they are better at it than Kanan and Ezra. That's true. That was a, that was a probably was a good throw. Like the throw from shortstop to first. I mean, that was yeah, decent throw. It was, it was fun watching Sabine watch them squirm as she put an explosive in his hands. It was like not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> and <gasps> go now. <laughs> this whole this whole scene. I mean, this is it's comedic, but at the same time, if you're not like this, is one of those things where you're watching this show. Like a lot is happening in a very short amount of time. But you don't realize, like, they're very well coordinated. Like, these terrorists are work really well together. 
um, you know. Yeah, the colonists were also terrorists. I would just like to point out. When we say terrorists, it's not like a necessarily a negative connotation. Like, America was founded on terrorism. The show is called Rebels. That's the whole right. point of... I mean, it wasn't they, called Star Wars Terrorists. I just want to be clear. No, no, it's a good point. I, and I will admit, I, I'm taking the moniker. I mean, I like the, the verbiage of terrorists because that's what... That's you know, one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, right? So it depends on what what side you're you're on before you say terror or you know who's bad patriot. Um, so this was this was creative. I, I thought this was well done the way that they have this work. Um, so you know we we're moving on from there. The whole bit with Kanan, you know, almost getting spotted. I didn't really feel like he needed I, Ezra. I, I like the. I don't know if this is like all this kind of happens at the same time, but when Zeb is sitting there and he's about to snipe Callus, he's like, I'm getting this guy. Like this guy killed my people. And Kanan's like, nah, small potatoes. That dude doesn't need, that dude can't recognize a kid that threw him off a bridge. Like he's, he's worthless. Why don't you shoot the inquisitor? Yeah. And then we see like that, that get blown up. He's like, okay, fine. I'll blow this. I'll blow this tie up even further. You see stormtroopers rolling around the inquisitor. Like, definitely dead and the inquisitor is just annoyed like <laughs> i don't know what force power that is but he put shields up behind him and he was like nah that explosive ain't getting to me and it is just wrecking the stormtroopers around him yes yes it will be interesting to like, see how many deaths. Like, that's a cool force power for a non-force person i guess yeah i'm well no the, the inquisitors they're just not jedi right like there are people who have access to the force they just haven't been trained to be jedi or sith dark side ish like adjacent light sort of thing I mean, right but that, i mean i will admit this again it's it's a lot happening in a very short amount of time again um you know after the a lot happens in this episode period um but moving on um so back to your point no 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 i mean i forget what i was trying to say so this that was a better point truthfully um i just couldn't let that one pass that was that was a that was a good scene like Kanan literally saying, Callus doesn't matter. The Inquisitor matters. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's almost killed both both Ezra and Kanan. Um, so, I mean, he, as, in terms of danger to our heroes, yeah, the Inquisitor is definitely more dangerous. Um, I think it would definitely be more of a blow to the Empire, but we can touch on, you know, whether or not losing one Inquisitor would be that bad. Um, they still have a Darth Vader. But at this point, they don't know that. You know, our, our, our rebels don't know that. So, um, so and, and you know, we've got explosions. We've got people trying to run away. The Empire does what any military does when somebody strikes them, you know, strikes them. They lock things down, which leads to a very convenient, like, hey, we're going to take Ezra gets to take everybody back to where his family used to live. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to let you get sidetracked from your uh, the drunk Kanan. <laughs> either because i feel like that's where you were going uh, how did you feel about that I, I i will admit it was humorous it felt it felt so like deep south fourth of july it wasn't even funny like well y'all i just love them empires <laughs> I'm like oh my god like that is 
<laughs> that is borderline offensive being from the south <laughs> look i mean here's the thing here's the thing right they just needed to superimpose a budweiser on him and it was just like man you guys are like really aiming low at the stereotypes here here's the thing <laughs> about that particular stereotype and and again full transparency we are both from the south we're both from florida so you know Depending on who you talk to, that's South or not. The part of Florida we're from, technically not the South. The part of Florida where I live is 100% the South. Oh, yeah. The part of Georgia where, where you are, I think we can unequivocally say. Really the South. Really, really <laughs> the South. Like part of, oh, yeah, yeah I've, I, I've pretty much lived in the, the Deep South my whole life. Like around Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where we grew, look at yeah. Where we grew up, um, there's a very famous. Uh, I don't even know if it's a, anything. It's just where we would drive. I, I, it's probably different for you, but when I would drive to school every day, we'd take the interstate, and we had to pass by that very famous jackass who had the Confederate flag that was like as big as, you know, an end zone um, that he would fly yeah. over. I think it was over I four um, that he used yeah. to fly. Um, so just, if you're ever interested, look that up. Um, there's a lot of controversy. Some dumbass in Tampa has a Confederate flag and a large amount of land next to an interstate. And he has a huge flagpole that he flies, the huge Confederate flag over the interstate. We've, we've already covered our feelings on that. Like, if you're going to wave the white flag, yeah, might as well wave it large and proud, right? I'm an idiot. Just, just, yeah. but I mean that that's that's where I'm going with this, right? Like, look, the particular stereotype of the drunk redneck is a stereotype for a reason, right? Like, we both know people who are who are that guy, right? So, don't be that guy. Yeah, I don't really take offense at that because that's not me. Like, that's not yeah. who they're talking about. Like, I get drunk and I want to sing like Flog and Molly or like Bon Jovi. I don't talk about the glory days. <laughs> Of the or throw control things. <laughs> the... Wait, that was sober. Shit. <laughs> no, never mind. Yeah, I also story sing... for a later time. Yeah, I also <laughs> sing Disney songs. So what? I mean, whatever. I like to sing when I get drunk, but it's not whistling Dixie. So you know. <laughs> Anyways, or with the Empire theme song. Do they have a theme song? Yeah, haven't you heard it? It's the Imperial March. That's not that's not a theme song. That's just the soundtrack in the movie. You never actually hear that with like you know they play that. Come on, that you know that's what was playing during these during these like big parades. Now, if they're anything like our politicians, if they're anything like our politicians, they just co-opt like popular music and just play it without the artist's permission. Um, speaking mm. of, did you see mm. did you see that video last night of? Um, Fuhrer Trump, where he's being told that um, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg passes away, and he's got fucking Elton John playing in the background. I'm like, if ever there were two things that did not go together, it's Donald Trump and Elton freaking John. Um, but yeah, those are two ends of a spectrum, way apart from each other. The, this is what happens. I have not seen that. You let me go down. You start going down a path, and then I go down this path, and then all of a sudden we're seven minutes later, and we've just glad I wasn't the one talking politics. I said, <laughs> "Look, it happens occasionally." Transferred. All right. So the scholar talked about <laughs> politics. This is the, the the first time. 
Yeah, it has happened before. It happens occasionally. Um, right, yeah, so all of a sudden, like, yeah, so you got Ezra, you know, going, oh, hey, Dad, come on. Like, oh, yeah, I love the Empire. Like, let's get, <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's, let's go. That was... And they were just like, okay, whatever. Just another drunk party goer trying to back do his thing. Backwater kids. That's, and that's the way they look at people. Right. They're not educated. They're hicks. That, and, and look, that's... <laughs> we just blew your shit up, bro. That's that's classic, right? The, the people with all the military power always look down on the people who don't have it because you're not as educated. You don't know as much. You're, you're not from the big city. So how could you possibly know how to do anything? Um, so, I mean, it, it's pretty classic, you know, straight military. I mean, that, that's exactly happens. I mean, so I thought that was, it was not implausible. I just thought it was there for humor. Um, somebody oh, yeah. on the, somebody on this writing staff wrote that and had a, like, had a very good chuckle with themselves. Like, They're still laughing to themselves. Hey, it's a good joke. It's, it's, it is? it's, a, it's realistic, but Anyways, so so our crew, the Spectres, were, were at Ezra's house, right? Which we've we've learned that you know basically this was just a ruin of a house. Like people aren't supposed to be here. Um, Ezra doesn't tell them like, "Hey, this is my home." Um, so people are like, and Kanan specifically is starting to re- catch on. Like, there's a reason we're here. Um, and who do we find hiding in the the basement? Is is the Rodian Tisbo? Um, which we still don't know why the Empire is looking for him at this point. Um, we know that he's important. Um, mm-hmm. But so it, it was interesting to see. I mean, obviously, from the first thing you see is that Tizo doesn't look like a normal Rodian. Um, he looks like Lobot from Empire Strikes Back. Um, he's got the little coffee cans on his ears or the Princess Leia buns on his ears. Um, and you find out he's... The AJ to the sixth power cyborg construct. Something is wrong with Tisbo, um, or Tisbo has been, <laughs> you know, has been worked on, um, experimented yeah, on, worked on. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of, of dialogue here, and you find out that Tisbo didn't necessarily disagree with the Empire at first, um, and, and that he's this is a a much younger person. I mean, we find out that I, I, I kind of interpreted he's kind of Ezra's age, maybe a little bit older, like a friend of the family of the Bridger family. Um, but you find out that the reason that he's so important, the reason that the empire wants him back so much is that he knows something very important. Um, he knows about the fighter, I guess the fighter deployment. He knows how many starfighters are on Lothal. Um, or yeah, what he's a classified there. flash drive. Yeah, this this is like, hey, many Bothans died to get this information level. Like, we need... It, it's a good thing we found him and not the Empire, basically. Um, so, the bit with Ezra's parents, again, I'm going to say, doesn't really feel like it fits here. There's some stuff. We learned that Ezra's parents, it, they were actually Ephraim and Mira Bridger. Um, this is where we learned that that Ezra was born 15 years ago. So he was born at the same time that Luke Skywalker and, and Leia Skywalker were born, which I thought I have thoughts on that. That's important because based on the way this series ends, um, you know, okay, let me, the backing up star Wars to me, when you, when you watch empire strikes back, and I know this is a little bit of retconning, 
But when you leave Empire Strikes Back, Obi-Wan tells Yoda, there's only one hope left. And I think Obi-Wan says there is another. He's referencing Leia being Luke's sister, right? What if he was referencing Ezra? That's where I'm going, right? So, like, that's that's my thing is based on the way this series ends, and I'm not going to go too much further into it because I don't want to spoil it if you haven't. I mean, again, six plus years old, you know what I'm referencing at this point, but this could be important with other things that come down the line. Speaking of which, now's a good time to remind or I guess to share with everybody we're going to be releasing last week. We released a, a midweek episode. We're going to be releasing a midweek episode this week as well. Um, Anthony, we've talked about it. We're going to do a quick brief um, breakdown of the Mandalorian trailer that came out last week. Um, I know we both kind of kind of because it's related. <laughs> Say again, because it's related. It is. And I think there's some important stuff that we can talk about on the Mandalorian trailer that we can't talk about here quite yet. Um, but again, those of you that are listening with us know exactly what we're referencing. This is kind of the, the overarching, like if you blink and miss it, you don't realize that Ezra Bridger is the exact same age as Luke Skywalker. And down the line, that's going to come, that's going to become very important. Um, so moving on, um, you know, kind of sucks to be born on the same day that the empire is born. Like that's, kind of like you know i equated it to being like born having your birthday on like september 11th right like that would be be a shitty birthday to have truth my grandpa's birthday is it really i think so yeah if i remember right that's not a great day to be you know to have a birthday like you think about some kids that you know have been born since september 11th of one like every year they grow up not not realize you know like that's just it's weird it must yeah. have been like what it was like for... right it's a it's a rough day yeah it's kind of be born on like a, a historically significant day that is not known for being a happy day exactly exactly um, unless you're an empire supporter and then hey <laughs> fuck get it fuck you anyways um but right. so all right so we we realized and we kind of kind of get a little bit of context clue into why Ezra was kind of so emo at the beginning of this episode. Um, his birthday has been ruined forever, basically. Um, so Tizvo are walking human flash drive um, or are walking Rodian flash drive. Um, yeah, as it were. So Sabine, I remember we're all still, we're all still in Ezra's childhood home, um, but Sabine is using some tools that are left. It, it appears like the, the underground radio station. I guess not necessarily his home because he was. They were like, "Oh, this was where you were raised." He's like, "Nah, I." It was like I was. I, I was just here sometimes. Yeah. Is it? Right. This is like the secret lair where they're where they're putting out those broadcasts, like the senator is. You're right. You're right. Because. Yeah, he's like, I have a home. My home is the streets. <laughs> I forgot. He is Aladdin. He's got to stay one jump ahead of the bread line. Right. Um, nice. Bring it back. That song is going to be in my head tonight. Um, <laughs> but so basically, I mean, Tizvo, the, the impression I get, like the impression you get here is like he's a computer, right? I mean, he's more computer yeah. than person at this point um, or more computer than than uh, Rodian. Um, but Sabine shows us that she has a little bit of technical know-how. I, I would have expected this to have been someone else other than Sabine. But I mean, Sabine did go to the Imperial Academy, so she's not, you know, stupid. Um, but she kind of hacks the uh, the computer or the, the 
whatever you want to call it that's the implant that's been attached to T's bow and we realize this is where we realize he knows a lot of shit uh, he knows where the troops are you know what's the deployment strategy what are we planning to do with the where do you see yourself in five years of the empire bingo right like he's got everything which seems like a terrible idea first of all from everything we know of the empire they don't trust non-humans right like the only non-human that ever seems to get a good deal by the empire is masamita and that was strictly you know i don't even know why that happens um he will make an appearance later masamita um but like Every human in this show that's on the Empire side looks down on non-humans. So why you're putting all of that information, it just seems like an unnecessary security risk. Like, you didn't need to do that, right? Um, I, I, would, I would think that they were using him as, like, data transfer, essentially, and, like, deleting their brain or doing, doing whatever. And this was, like, stuff that stuck or, like, he saw something he wasn't supposed to and that's why they're looking for him. Not necessarily that they're like, oh, we're just going to implant all of this sensitive information into an alien head because he's like a essentially like the matrix, like a data processor yeah, that but, is lost. But okay, but for energy. My question is though, is that you do do you not have a data processor that is not doesn't have legs? Like it just it seems unnecessary, right? Like I I get it. I mean, I don't. He said he is much more. He is what seventeen percent more efficient or whatever it is. Yeah, but he's also a person. And any other data processing? Yeah. <laughs> he's also now in the hands of the rebels. This is the problem, right? I mean, <laughs> I guess, you know what? I guess the Empire is going to learn from this because later on, they're not using people for transporting, you know, data information any later. Uh, later. So we'll see that in um, Rogue One that, that, you know, you actually have to go to a physical location to steal equipment. You can't just, like, steal human computers or alien computers. Um I guess it just would have made more sense to me if he was human than being an alien. Um, but hey, we're all inclusive here. Yeah. The Empire's not, though. That's the problem, right? Like, that's, I don't know. Maybe they're just I looking. See, I see it as they're, they're looking. They wouldn't want to take a human and go, okay, we're going to turn you into a brain dead yeah, flash. That's... We're going to leave our humans for the good stuff. We're going to take you, subhuman, worthless piece of shit. And we're going to turn you into just a big flash drive that can transport stuff and process data for us. That's that's. I think it, I take it as that as they see him as less than human, so they're like, "Well, yeah, whatever. We'll just change them into a computer." Essentially, that's more realistic. That's probably exactly what they saw. Um, that was probably far more analysis that Tezbo has ever received in any Star Wars podcast ever, but. Or literally anywhere. Anyone. Ever. Someone wrote that about this character, and I hope they hear this and know that that's the kind of shit that happens in my head when I see Star Wars. Like I read Star Wars books or like, you know, watch Star Wars TV. Is like, but what happened? This is why I have trouble sleeping. Exactly. What happened to poor Tispo? Um, I know. What? The fuck? I'm gonna stay up late tonight thinking about what this. What the fuck was the plan there? But anyways, um, so realize. Okay, so. The way that I interpret, again, this is, you know, initially this was a plan just to destroy, you know, we're going to wreck the, the parade. But now they, the specters realize they have far better. This has worked they out something here. so much better for them. And remember, yeah. I mean, at this point, we still have only seen Bail Organa once. We're not officially, there's no rebel alliance. Um, we're still rebel lowercase r. Yeah. So this is, they, they realize they've got something, but they don't know what to do with it. Um 
and and again, they're hiding because there is a lockdown in the city of Lothal, the capital city of Lothal, which we don't know the name. I think we're just going to go with capital city. Um, I believe it is capital city. Like, no, no shit. I'm, the name is capital city. That's so According to Wikipedia, the name of the capital city of Lothal is capital city. That's so lazy. It's like, it's like naming, I don't know, Washington, D.C. <sighs> anyway. So like, the leader of, like, who's the first president? Uh, fuck it. Just Washington, Washington City. That works. Yeah. Um, so we've got to get out of the capital city. We've got Tisbo, you know, our, our Rodian flash drive here, um, which leads to this is a, this is a cool, you know, we get a little bit of a battle scene here, um, which. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Or I will say stop again. <laughs> yeah, this this was cool. We get to see, I mean, Commander Commandant Oresco and. Taskmaster Grant is still floating around. Um, we yeah. we have still sitting there looking chunky doing nothing. We haven't forgotten him. You know, he reminds me of that like National Guardsman who like hey, hey. come on now. hey um let me be careful what I say so I don't offend. <laughs> uh, he reminds me of like that that National Guardsman who was like a badass back in his day, but has sort of like really enjoyed not being active duty and just sort of he let himself go he he let himself go a little bit um he's on he's on backwoods he's old he's crusty he's He's like i don't need to stay in shape he's what are they gonna do pt test me get out of here counting down the days until he can cash in on that that pension um so we run into he's we, we call it road the retired on active duty yeah i could see it i could see it um so we run into those two. Um, they're they're holding a, a roadblock, which of course they're they're the roadblock to the main gate out of the city. Um, and this is where you get the stop, or I will freaking blow your head off. Um, so I mean, this is pretty cool. Uh, this battle scene, obviously. Here comes Agent Callus, who we've kind of we've kind of seen has been involved here. Um, but I really did enjoy the fact that Sabine just. Pl- drives her transport directly through like it wasn't even at like i'm yeah, he's like i'm going through this thing and they're like really <laughs> okay yep. um and and, and just you to know i'm not stopping this this was cool this is a callback again we're back on that same stretch of interstate um that we've been on before um leading straight out of the city um where we're running and now here comes the here comes the grand inquisitor because callus is like uh, i think we could you know Obviously, they know that Tisbo's with them, or they believe that Tisbo is with them. They know they need to stop. Um, they need to stop this transport. I don't think they recognize who it is that's escaping. I think they recognize that it's someone is trying to get. Well, we know Callus doesn't recognize anyone who's escaping, even though he's seen them a number of times. Look, man, he's got facial blindness, right? Like we don't. Yeah, need, that's we it. don't need to make it's the it's the it's the mutton chops. They they keep him from seeing. That's true. That is true. Um. So, you know, we're running, we're, our transport containing the specters is, you know, flying out of the city. Um, Callus attempts to, and, and you know, I, I think it's interesting here. Callus, obviously, like, this is one of those things with characters and, and shows where it's like the Buffy, uh, Buffy Spike relationship or, or like any, anything where you have a bad, uh, like a big bad character who's not like the ultimate bad, but like you need someone you can beat continually, or you need someone you can always outsmart at a certain point, you run the risk of making someone like 
incompetent. And I think this is the minute you see Callus on the screen, like we're already at that point. We're eight episodes into the series. And like you kind of get the, I got the impression of like, if Callus is chasing me, like shit's going to go well because he is not going to stop us. There's no way whatever he does is going to, he's not going to be able to do it basically. Um, which, you know, that's just me. I, I guess I'm projecting a little bit here, but I, I it would have been, <laughs> it would have been better. I think in my opinion, if there had been another commander that had been closer, um, you can't keep beating the same person over and over and over again. And then like have any fear of that person, because why the hell would you be afraid of them? If you know, you've like, Oh, I've gotten away from you nine times or like, you don't know who I am. Like you're not a threat to me anymore. So, right. Um, so, I mean, Zeb gets to shoot Callus, which I thought was a nice little callback. Um, this was cool. Um, Get close to shooting him, at least. Not knock him away. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't kill him, to, to be clear. Um, but he, he, he takes the opportunity to remember earlier in the episode. It's a little bit of a callback to earlier in the episode where Zeb doesn't get to shoot at Callus. Um, but Callus does not get to kill one of his own men this time, um, which is, you know, probably disappointing for him. Um, but also personal growth that he's not killing anybody on his own side this time. So yeah, that's nice. good for him. Um, and of course, as you suspect, as you would suspect, because this is not the season finale, our rebels and, and Seasbo get onto the ghost um, and they start to escape or they think they start to escape. This is the point where Callus um, gets to let the Grand Inquisitor know Hey, there is a ship that's running away. It's got Tizbo on it. You might want to get involved at this point because I failed yet again. Um, like we're we're definitely before the uh, the you have failed me for the last time sort of a uh, mentality of the <laughs> of the empire because uh, Callus. Well, can you really fail for the last time? Like they don't have a lot of people like clamoring to get to the outer rim. True, but you know, I I would. I would posit personally, like you have failed me for that. Like Veed and and those guys from Empire Strikes Back, that wasn't necessarily their fault. Um, but <laughs> how, how am I going to know there's a giant like planet sized or base sized shield that would protect us? Um, right. Anyways, so um, the ghost is running away. Our crew thinks that they've you know they've gotten away, but that is very short lived um, because this episode actually leaves us on a cliffhanger. Um, where we see that being pursued, the ghost is being pursued by the Grand Inquisitor. He's got a couple of TIE fighters with him. Um, so oh, we know Callus and Kanan are about to have some have some words. I think they are. Um, they are. And, and truthfully, this episode, it does feel like I would have been disappointed if everything had wrapped up like handily, nicely, neatly in a package. Oh, yeah. Um, I I appreciate and they just escape like handily and just disappear like this to be continued is it's earned perfect it's earned right like this this and and this is right like this is the thing about these kind of this show specifically like this was back before you could just click next and like watch the next episode you gotta you gotta wait kids yeah you gotta wait a week to know what happens so I appreciated this Um, I thought this was this was well done. It was a good finish to us to a show. It felt like a mini season finale, um, which it's close to. You know, we we're past the midway point, we're um, we're, and you kind of get to see shit, shit's picking up 
Um, so really, this is like the the second half of this season or the second half of this episode is the like the winter finale. Mm-hmm. So this is like the technically this is the end for a few weeks. So they gotta they gotta end it on a on a high note. We're just getting the TBD right now. Yeah, and and truthfully, I mean, this is things are. And I, I, Anthony, I apologize. I spoke too soon. Um, this was not actually the the finale. There is, this was a two parter. Um, so I'm I'm checking. Yeah, yeah. This is the to be continued. The next half of this episode is the winter finale. You're right. You're right. It's not the season finale still, but just like the hey. For those of you who watch TV solely on Netflix or binge watch it later, like you got different points where they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna quit airing for a little while and take a quick break so this like two-part episode is the the winter finale before they take like a four-week break and then we'll come back i You're right. i'm pretty sure it's in january is the next you are right. is the, the second half of the season for like four or five more episodes yeah you're right yeah i forgot this was a two-parter um and we're, we're the next episode is I keep saying, I say this every week, but this is phenomenal. Um, we get equally as giddy. <laughs> this, this is, we are, you know, a few weeks ago we said on the podcast, like, it feels like we're just sort of treading water. And like, we were, to be, to be clear, we were treading water. Um, we had to establish who are these characters? Why do we care about them? You know, what does this matter? It's not a Skywalker. Do I, do I want to stick around? Um, this week? I guess this this half of this season, this is where we're going to see things are going to happen, um, and they're going to happen. Back. I'm so glad they didn't go winter finale. Like to be continued. We'll see you in six weeks. Like, oh, oh my god! Like oh my god! No, that because then we would have done that same bullshit to you all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. We'll be back next week. See you next Friday. <laughs> but that's where we're that's where we're leaving off for this week. Um, Anthony, what'd you think? I mean, I, I kind of I suspect I know where you're at mentally with this, but what'd you think about this episode? I I think like I said, I think this is a very cinematic episode, and especially when you put it in context with the next episode, like it's it's no kidding a little movie. It's like watching watching a novel come to life. Like it's this is this is very well very well written, very well paced. Especially as they they knew, hey, we're going to do this in two parts, so we've got a little bit of extra time to stretch this story out a little bit, give us a glimpse into into Ezra's past. So they're setting it up for the for the next episode really well. I mean, I I totally forgotten this was a a two part episode. We we're getting to the end, and I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like, are they gonna escape? Like right now, is that what's gonna happen? And it's like to be continued. I'm like, oh, they got me. Mm-hmm. But it was like an excited like to be continued. Usually, I'm like, really, come on, like to l- just just show me. Like, let me click next. Yeah. But this one, it's like like you said, it felt it felt earned that they they really earned the to be continued on this, and they have it like the metal up till the very last second. We are like, oh, wait. Like I had forgotten it had been going for 23 minutes. I was like, oh, God. Wait, the episode's over? That's that's a oh, sign, of a, great, that's a sign of a great episode is when you forget that you've been watching something for, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long it is. And... Yeah, kind of like this, where it's been, you know, an hour 20. And uh, totally forgot. Didn't even realize that y'all have been listening to us for an hour and... <laughs> 14 minutes right now you thought you thought based on the recent trend we had been trending downwards in total time 
for uh, for episodes. I, I I just I'm gonna make a prediction. Um, I I don't think we're gonna be cranking out many 40 minute episodes in the future. Um, the the better this show gets, the more that I I I will freely admit want to talk about it. <laughs> the more that there is to dissect. I mean, we're we're getting more from it. Right, like this the, is... more, the more lore that they start to draw in, and you like, there's so many more connections to the greater universe that start showing up, and it's just like, like it. Look, y'all know it's a slow couple episodes ish, mm-hmm. but man, it it just gets so much, so much better. I I truthfully am eagerly awaiting the season one finale because I I'm starting yeah. to remember, you know, the more you watch these things, the more you go, I I know what's coming. And I can't wait to talk about it because I have lots of thoughts and like that's. And that's what we're here for to hear our thoughts. Exactly. But Anthony, we have been talking for an hour and and 15 minutes at this point. So we're going to, we're going to stop at this point. Um, We apologize for the roughly 24 minutes of, of, well, you know what? We don't, we don't apologize because this is what you just fast forward. If you don't want to hear, this is what you came for. We'll put it in the, in the notes this week that the first 20 minutes are, are just sort of talking. Um, you know, we, yeah. If you want to, you want to listen to the start at star Wars, start at, you know, twenty four fourteen. and hearing this at 76 minutes, you probably, you hopefully read them the notes beforehand. So you aren't too upset with us. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've never read notes for a podcast. Occasionally I've been there, podcast for there's one, day. there's one podcast that I do. Um, do you listen to my favorite murder? I have listened to my favorite murder. Um, my favorite murder. They, they, it's a thing they do because, you know, they, they kind of do like we do. Sometimes they'll talk at the very beginning, which is a phenomenal podcast. Um, and it's fun to listen to them talk, just ramble to each other. They're sponsored by wine. (laughs) They're sponsored by a lot of people. A lot of alcohol. Lots of people listen to my favorite murder. Um, but anyways, that's, that's we are <laughs> we nothing. again digress as we do. We're now at 77 minutes, but we're going to wrap up um, because we are we are at 77 minutes. Um, Anthony, how can the people find us? Um, I know that we have Ooh, a new the people can find us on the tweeters yeah. at Nerds House of because a certain someone has still not released <laughs> at House of Nerds. And I mean, honestly, at this point, all 16 of you maybe have found we haven't but now I, I don't even know if we can change it now but it's just a matter of principle like come on i i think it's gonna stay at nerds house of at, at this point um, yeah but we're also on email and we can be reached reached at house of nerds 2020 at gmail.com um we did get a, a, There's also a discord yeah that's right yeah tell, tell us there about is discord. a fresh a fresh discord that i will i will awkwardly talk you through the invite <laughs> process to a discord but we'll also you know have it in the have it in the show notes as well yeah but on discord we are the current link to like the random chat feature so feel free to come on and hang out and chat with us on there it is m p lowercase capital k lowercase a 7 lowercase a capital y is the current invite link and we'll put that in. Random, so that'll that'll show up in the in the show notes as i have just invited the scholar to that particular channel <laughs> we will have uh, that in the show notes starting moving forward they will figure out discord but but yeah. come on in join our join our uh, 
text message thread because this is essentially just uh, we'll just start text messaging about Star Wars and random nonsense there instead of on our actual wow. like iMessage. That's true. That's true. you're more than welcome to join us and talking about all this nonsense on Discord as well. We're excited to have you guys. We we appreciate. Um, I know we do this every week, and this is the part of the show where we say thank you. But we are we are thrilled with the the audience that we see you know download these things every week um it's one of the it's truly one of the highlights of of friday when we get to post these um i know it's it's been different times occasionally we've, we've been experimenting with the app of how to post these straight up at, at friday morning or you know friday at midnight or thursday at midnight technically friday morning um, we try to have this in your pod feed um every friday so that you can if you listen to it on Friday, listen to it over lunch. Yeah, listen to it on the way home. We are we are thrilled to have you. Um, we strongly, Muchas gracias. We would we would ask simply just uh, if you do like what you're hearing, just drop us a line. Let us know that you're enjoying it. Um, share it if you see if you see so fit. Uh, if you don't like what you're hearing, um, you're welcome to share that as well. Share it anyway. Yeah. Share it, share it with your friends. Maybe they'll like it. Yeah. Join our little weird nerd corner of the universe. Look, there's there's room for all of us on the internet, and we are so particularly thrilled to have you guys in our corner. Um, it does mean a lot to us that you know we do have some people that are pretty continually downloading. It's it's the same few folks that we see every week that are that are listening do seem to to like what we're doing. So, did you say two or few? Few. Me. Few. Um, no, it's not just me and you downloading this. There are other people um, that are out there that religiously, you know, that's one of the one of the cool things they don't tell you about starting your own podcast is that it's extremely addicting to see where everybody's listening from, who's listening, when they listen. It's, it gives you a lot of a lot of metrics. Um, and, and <laughs> I'm a nerd. I, I like ner- I like numbers. Um, which, if you had told 15 year old me that you like math um, or statistics. I would have laughed in your face, but mm. that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Because again, we have now crossed, we have crossed the one hour, 20 minute mark. Um, nice. So look for the, I guess the Mandalorian trailer recap will be in your feed before, before this comes out, but guys, we appreciate it. We will, uh, we'll be back next Friday um, where we will, list, we will talk through um, gathering forces, the ninth episode, the second parter of this two part um two-part duology of star wars rebels and we'll see you all real soon anthony yeah may the force be with you always